WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekolder, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you for the next 30 minutes in the studio with us. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. You can reach him at 357-0813. They hire vets. They do a great job. We appreciate you being here. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Also, Lee Harris, legal counsel, limestone title and escrow. Her direct cell phone number is 649-7964. Thank you, Lee, for coming in today on the Sunday morning. Thank you, Bob. Uh, coming up a little later on, and by the way, you can reach me on my cell phone anytime, and you can see our reviews, louisvillezillow.com, louisvillebuyerstalk.com. Uh, you can uh, call me anytime, 376-5483, also louisvillesellerstalk.com. Uh, a little later on, six things professional burglars don't want you to know. Mm. We'll talk about that in just a couple minutes. First, let's go to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Jessica. As we go into winter, I'm planning to buy a home, but I want one with a pool. Since most pools are covered up for the winter, how do we make sure we don't buy one with a leak or a problem with the filtering system? Oh, so that's a really yeah. good question, especially this time of year. Yeah. So I, the the best advice that I can give to her, because, yeah, the systems are probably shut down and pools are closed at different... <laughs> Uh, with different techniques. So probably her best bet is to reach out to a pool company uh, to actually see what type of inspection they are able to do. Mm-hmm. Liners can be checked. I mean, pumps, um, other systems can be looked at. Uh, they'll probably know, too, based on the type of maintenance that has been done. But that is going to be something that they'll want to talk to the to the sellers to find out what uh, conditions the, the, um, the pool was left in and who's been servicing it. I would definitely talk to the person who's been servicing the pool routinely because if it's covered up let's face yeah. it it's going to be difficult to it's get gonna, it. yeah it may not be till springtime that they can actually look to see what the the condition of the liner is yeah it might be a suggestion for anybody who has a pool uh, probably more in ground than above ground but certainly above ground is uh, prior to buttoning it up mm-hmm. for the winter time it's a little late to now to do it now but uh, to take pictures of it and yeah. then have it serviced and have a some sort of right uh, receipt yeah. for th- someone to show that they've had it serviced and it's in good working order. Yeah, and what type of inspection they actually performed on it. I mean, it should be looked at before they, they close it up for the winter if they know they're going to sell their house. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a hard one. Yeah, it really is. All right, back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Susie. Yeah. Um, I just sold my house. We've already signed the contract. But I just got another offer from someone, and they're offering me 20000 more than the contract that I already have pulled up. Is there mm. any way that I can cancel that contract and go with this new person? Lee, I'm loving, I want to hear your answer on this. Okay. Um, well, Susie, the first thing is that there's no such thing as canceling a contract for real estate because it's what we call a bilateral contract. And by, of course, means two. So that means it takes two people to agree to the contract and it takes two people to get out of the contract. Mm-hmm. So, and there's no provision in standard contracts that says you can just, you know, terminate with 30 days notice or things that you see in some type of contracts. So uh, basically, you know, you, you are acting under uh, um, the, the perception of good faith. And so, you you could ask the buyer for a release and the buyer may, you know, who knows, maybe this particular buyer 
you know, wants some other property or has gotten buyer's remorse or something and, and would agree to release you. But short of that, you would essentially be breaching the contract to get rid of buyer number one in order to get more money from buyer number two. And, and that buyer number one, depending on how upset they are, could, you know, have legal damages against you. So you might not end up mm-hmm. ahead of the game. Now, there is um, a way to try to get out of the contract. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll there, leave it to me yeah. <laughs> to bring this up, right? <laughs> you mean the contingencies? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you. one of the contingencies is going to be in paragraph 10, and that is uh, an inspection contingency. So if your buyers mm-hmm. have an inspection and they present you with uh, a repair request uh, and ask you for certain repairs, you can say uh, that you don't want to do those. Um, again, you have to be acting in good faith, but you could say, I don't want to pay all these uh, different expenses. You know, uh, I don't think it's necessary. And if you all eventually can't come to some kind of agreement on what uh, repairs will be made, then at some point throughout that contract, you can look at that section and see the steps as they go. But if you get down to the end of that section and you all have not agreed, it gives it gives the parties the ability to void the contract. So let's play little role play here. Okay. Okay. So you'll be Susie's agent. Okay. And I'll be the buyer who, the agent for the buyer who just went ahead and um, put the offer in and accepted and just had a, 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 um, an inspection done. All right. And Brad, you just did the inspection. Okay. I get to be the referee. You, well, you can be the inspector okay. too. Okay. So you got a whole laundry list of things. Okay. That need to be yeah. repaired. Found a lot of stuff. And I submit an offer that let's say has 20 different items. That are on the the repair request to you, representing Susie, the seller. Right. Okay. 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 All right. So I'm going to present that to Susie as her agent and say to Susie, "Okay, you can say I I don't want to do these, any of these, or I'll do one, but I'm not going to do the other 19, or I'll do two. And but if she know. wants out of the contract because someone else is offering her more money, yeah. So would it not be in her best interest just to say I'm not doing anything? Well, that's that was. That was the first thing is just okay, say, I'm so doing say none. All right, let's go with that. Yeah, okay. So say that uh, mm-hmm. you respond back in writing, seller will what? I will, we, we're not going to do any of these repairs. And, and then I'm going to probably call you or send you an email or something that says, but Lee, this house isn't being sold as is. Shouldn't your seller, Susie, do some of these repairs? Yes, and I'm going to say, well, um, you know, she just doesn't feel like it's necessary because, you know, she feels like her house is, is just fine and she feels like, this report is a little overzealous and doesn't want to do it. See, now we can belabor this a long time because sure. there'd be a we could go back and forth. Well, well, then you should have said it was as is, or this is unfair. We have a report that shows that there are problems, but a variety of things. Yeah. But ultimately, the buyer is going to my buyer would have to say, okay, either we move forward under the conditions that are out there, or we pull out, which right. is what Susie wants. But in my mind, and I think in your mind, never actually telegraph that the seller wants out of the contract because it might prompt the question, well, if you say to me, well, Bob, to tell you the truth, the seller wants out of the contract, I might say, why? Right. And I might suspect that another offer was out there that was raising more potential money for this person. Right. And so, you know, it all goes back to that issue of, you know, you've got to feel that you are Acting in good faith, the yeah, agreement true. you already have. Yeah. True, but if Susie sees twenty thousand dollars yeah. <laughs> increase in her sal- in her profit margin, you could. I think we could all say, okay, the acting in faith, but at the same time, now the, where I was going with this whole line. Of, so, would you say to me as the buyer's agent, well, Bob, um, Susie got another offer on the table for twenty thousand more, 
Is your seller, is your buyer willing to come up with that extra cash? And I would probably tell you not to do that because we already have a contract in place. Right. And, and, and yeah, I think, I think that would definitely give up the ghost on, on yeah, Susie. On the issue. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, I think we're on the same page on that. But anyway, that, just to show you folks, I wanted to give you kind of an example of what actually happens in the real world of how this goes on and what the options are. And I think it's kind of an interesting aspect mm-hmm. as to what the whole thing is. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekuller, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, when we bought our house, I don't think we had a radon test. Uh, we're selling it now. How important is the test? This is a great question for you, Brad. So we've talked about radon on many occasions. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know, colorless, odorless gas. That's correct. It's uh, it's a uh, radioactive byproduct of the uh, decay of the rock that we live on. Um, homes collect it uh, at various levels. Uh, the EPA says we are at the highest level of uh, exposure in the country. It's called the level one area. About 55% of the homes, 53% of the homes, according to EPA, have elevated levels of radon in their homes. Uh, Radon can be found in homes with basements, uh, homes with slabs, uh, homes on crawl spaces. We have seen uh, elevated levels of radon. That's for Pico Curies per liter Is it Pico Curies or Pico Curos? Pico Curies. Curies. Like okay, that's what Curie. I thought. Okay, yes. that's what I've always said. Um, yeah. right. And we've even found elevated levels on in third floor condos, um, believe it or wow. not. Wow. Yes. So um, we, you, don't, yeah, you don't know what your, your home is going to uh, have until it's actually tested. So there are a lot of homes that have never had, you know, they haven't been sold in the last 20 years. They've never been tested for radon. Uh, certainly you can do radon testing as a standalone. You don't have to do as part of a... A real estate transaction. However, that's typically when the homes are tested at the time that they're they're sold. Now that it's become more of a of a known issue, it's a leading cause of lung cancer for non-smokers, and, and the second leading cause for, for smokers. Smokers, right. yes, right. So, uh, which you know, it's I think there's probably a pretty big difference between those two. Yeah. But yeah. for if you're not a smoker, then why would you want something in your house that's you know going to uh, potentially lead to lung cancer? Yeah. And yeah. that's that's why they test. Yeah, so this is why all of our, we have 20 plus agents and all of us train on this on a regular basis that we highly suggest to sellers to have it tested uh, if they haven't, if they're living in the house, and to buyers to have a radon test mm-hmm. so that you know if it's above four picocuries or above. And then, the I don't know if you know about this, Lee, yet, but there is um, talk that the level is going to be brought down. Is it 2.7? Is that what uh, I mean, I've heard everything from 2, which is what it is in Europe and Canada. Yeah. I've heard 2.5. I, I don't know where they're going to settle. So they bring down the level. to. Uh, this is going to be very difficult yes. because anybody who already has existing systems in, and that maybe it was at uh, 2.8 or 9 or 3.0, mm-hmm. now when they go to sell, they're going to have to have an increased system? Or yeah, and I, I think they're just doing it with higher capacity fans or, in in probably rare cases, a second uh, point, mm-hmm. uh, a second system. Which is costly. A cross system, yes. thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. But I think one way to do it maybe fairly would be to uh, grandfather those who have already had the systems in place, and from X date going forward, it has to be brought down to 2.7 or whatever yeah. the agreed. Don't you... 
Otherwise, you're going to cause. I mean, the yeah. radon mitigation companies are going to be going. You, yeah, the, we, yeah, we, yeah. This is a right. windfall for us, right? But. Well, but they've got the the customer service issue too for the systems that are already been installed. Yeah, you know, why aren't they meeting these new standards? New standards, and yeah. then ultimately, it's the it's us. Mm-hmm. It's all of us as human beings. Uh, what should the standard be to protect us? Right. So maybe we have to go back and look. And why, in fact. Does our EPA say four picocuries in the United States and over in Europe it's 2.0? Two. Mm-hmm. Why are they? Just Do they know something sense. we don't know? We're, we're more robust and healthy, I guess. I But I don't I don't know. I'm yeah. joking about that. I don't know the <laughs> no, answer no, to that no, question. I, no, this, this yeah. is a whole story for another time. All right. We're going to take a break in a moment. By the way, if you are thinking about selling your home and want to see what we do, head to LouisvilleHomesTV.com or... To see some of the 3D tours, Louisville3D.com. That's Louisville3D.com. When we come back, six things professional burglars don't want you to know. In the studio, Brad Lawler, owner, home, home team inspection service, 357-0813. Also, Lee Harris, legal counsel, limestone title and escrow, 649-7964. And you can reach me anytime, 376-5483. You're listening to the Louisville Real Estate Show on News Radio 840 WHAS. Here's a message from Shark Tank's Barbara Corcoran. You may have seen Wall Street hedge fund companies advertise that they'll pay you instant cash for your home. Well, I hope you're not considering leaving the sale of your home up to a website. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. Selling your home is easy if you hire the right agent who can give you options. In Louisville, Bob Sokola can bring you an immediate cash offer. He has a track record of getting sellers more money than the average agent. Find out what your home is really worth. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get your home sold. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we are able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team. Get home team. This is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-227. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations, and as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. WHAS with the holiday weekend here, New Year's, all that. Hope everything's going well for you and it's over and you can start relaxing and enjoying here in 2020. My thanks, by the way, to Barbara Corcoran, who's my mentor. I'll see her a little later on uh, in the month. 
and uh, a great uh, great lady. The Guaranteed Sale Program, or instant offer that she talks about, we would come out, just simply call me, come out, we set it up, get it going. You can cancel at any time, no extra fees with the Guaranteed Sale Program or Instant Offer Program. Uh, you can reach me at 376-5483. In the studio, we've got Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone Title and Escrow, 6497964 they have great closings great people they have a great staff and we thank you for being here thank you for having me also Brad Lawler owner home team inspection service 3570813 the hire vets they do a great job and we appreciate Brad's support and all thanks so well. much all right six things professional burglars don't want you to know yeah. nighttime burglaries aren't the best time contrary to what we think i mean i've got the two dogs yeah. are german shepherds We've got lights, we've got video cameras, we have an alarm system, but I still get concerned about this stuff, because you remember, folks, about two years ago, we were broken into. So maybe it's two and a half years ago now. So burglars like to break into homes during the daytime hours. The last thing criminals want to do is encounter someone at home. So weekdays are ideal for thieves, since weekend schedules are too unpredictable. Between 12.30 and 2.30 p.m. are the most popular times during the weekday, because there's a high chance people will be away at work or school. Mm. How about that? Makes sense. Makes sense. And, you know, those, I'm telling you, these Nest video cameras or anyone they are out there now, you can get them from, but depending on what ecosystem you're in, but it's so good to have those, and you can look on your phone, yeah. and it alerts you. They also know when you're not home, and this is so important, folks, social media. Yeah. Um, if you are <laughs> out of town, you're going anywhere, uh, and or have gone for the holidays, don't be posting it. Pictures of you and Aunt Sue in Kalamazoo. If you're gone, they know you're gone, and they're watching your house and or you. So right. not so good. Wait till you get home. Right. Then post all you want. Yeah. We That's a hard, fast rule for us. Um, they don't like security practices. So burglars want nothing to do with alarms, whether they're from the the best home security company or not. Homes without a security company are almost 300% more likely to be targeted for a break-in. That's a staggering statistic. Yeah, it is. Which is why I, and we have no, I have no interest in any of these alarm companies that are out there. I just say I've got one, and uh, you should too. And if nothing else, get the ones that you can put in yourself and monitor for less money and, and feel safe. Uh, big plus. Four, let's see, great targets advertise their weapon supply. So if you're a proud gun owner... That won't scare burglars away. They don't really care. It actually entices them. Get a load of this. A gun is stolen roughly every two minutes in the United States. So homeowners should be sure to always lock up their guns, which obviously is a problem because if there's a burglar and you're in the house, the you last say, thing you say, wait a minute, go, let me go get my gun out of Yeah, this. hold on just a second. <laughs> yeah. Don't go anywhere. So I get it. Yeah, and don't leave it in your truck in the driveway. Right. No, no, break it. Yeah, bigger issue. Uh, NRA bumper stickers on a car or Smith & Wesson signs on a house advertises that there are guns to steal, so be aware of that. Shrubs and architecture make great hiding spots, so tall bushes, yeah. right? Uh, favorites for burglars since they can offer uh, an obstructed view from the road that they can hide behind and then break into your house when they want to after casing it. Think twice about the large um, architectural features like fences, half walls, big fountains that block the side or entry of your house. Valuables in the open, well, they, burglars are looking through windows and maybe with a telescope and looking to see what might be left out, and that gives them a heads up 
And so, of course, here's something I need to be aware of, and I know now. Don't leave a new MacBook in front of your first floor kitchen window because that could be a real problem or iPads on your living room ottoman. So those are some of the valuable tips. Hopefully take those seriously in the year 2020 and we move forward. (laughs) Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Sarah. Yeah. I am buying a house. Yeah. Um, We just had a termite inspection done radon and the entire house we did a survey of the neighbor's property and it turns out their garage is on our property we want to pull out of the contract so can we be reimbursed for the expenses that we have paid so this is a this is actually not as uncommon as people might think no it's not at all tell us uh yeah if you have if you or the seller have a survey done in pretty much any area of this city or county You'd be surprised. There's probably some kind of encroachment, uh, whether it's the driveways over an inch or the fences over a foot or, you know, the, the garage, uh, the swimming pool in the house are obviously more difficult to fix. But there's a lot of encroachments. Um, it's not necessarily a deal killer. I mean, you can fix that issue. Uh, you can have the person, you know, remove the encroachment or you could have them pay for that sliver, whatever is encroaching, uh, and have it redrawn, you know, so that now that's not, that's not an encroachment. They could grant an easement, you know, so that now that is legitimate. And if, so if you went to sell, um, you know, you would, it would already be taken care of. So the easement would, would point to the buyer and seller or Mm -hmm. both parties on the other side that this part of land has been, is allowed and it will carry forward with no matter which sale. Exactly. Yeah, so it's kind of taken care of. So when that person goes to sell, they're not going to run into a problem with their buyer. But now, as far, like, as, as far as trying to get – oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say, but Sarah, it sounded like a garage or something. Was yes, on the other I think property. she said a garage. And mm-hmm. so, Sarah, if you're trying to get out of the contract really about the that issue, it would go to one of two issues, which is a disclosure issue. If the seller knew of it and, and misrepresented it to you, that could mm-hmm. be a grounds for asking to be out. Uh but also you need to look at the survey section of your contract. If it is a contingency and you don't like the results of that survey, then you can ask to be out under that contingency. But in this case, and of course you, you could and be entitled to get out of the contract, but Sarah is also asking for money back for her inspections and even the survey itself. That right. So I'm sure she's out at least a grand, right? I, yeah, I th- definitely. She's done all those inspections that she mentioned and a survey. Uh, that. That would go to the issue of is this something that was that the seller knew or should have known of and they mm-hmm. did not disclose it. Mm-hmm. If it's just simply a matter of why you get an inspection or a survey to reveal things that nobody knew of and we're trying to take care of all that, you have a, a, a weaker case. But if it can be shown, if the neighbor says, oh, yeah, you know, he's known that for 20 years and, you know, I just never did anything about it or whatever, then she might have a much better claim case for to getting get the money back. Yeah. With money back. Right. Yeah, um, I just I don't know if you remember this, but about a year and a half ago, we had I had listed a home, and in the they had the builder had incorrectly located the driveway when this was built, and so now I'm coming in. The seller says, "Hey, listen, part of my driveway is on my neighbor's property," and he says, "Not only that, I have a pin in my driveway to show where the other property starts and ours ends." So we went ahead, made sure we did have um, an uh, encroachment. We disclosed that clearly 
and we sold the house. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a real, it was a concern, and certainly buyer didn't see that as an issue because we had the proper legal paperwork right. to prove that there's no problem, there won't be any problem, and you can happily live after. Ninety nine times out of a hundred, it's just resolved. It doesn't kill a deal. Yeah. But it's that one, one time. Yeah. <laughs> the one time. Yeah. yeah right. You and don't want to be in that one. That's when all heck breaks right, loose. Exactly. And, yeah, so that. But it's always good. The the good plus here for you, Sarah, is that you had the um, uh, not the appraisal, but you had the survey done prior Before, to closing, right. so you are aware of it. Because Lee, let me ask. We'll wrap this up real quickly on this one. So if she didn't have a survey, it would be on her yes. that. Yeah. yeah. And your title insurance is affected by that, too, because your title insurance will will cover you if you've had a survey. But if you haven't had one and then a survey encroachment issue arises later on, it, they can't help you on that issue. Then you go knocking on the door to your neighbor and right. say, hey, here's some cookies. Can I get them? Yeah, <laughs> right, I get exactly. That. All right. Uh, back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This hey. is Adeline. Yeah. I'm buying a brand-new house that is just about completed. We're supposed to close in two weeks. I asked the builder about bringing in an inspector. The builder says I don't need to because the home is inspected by the county inspectors and every phase of the construction. Can I really believe the builder? Well, we don't want to badmouth builders, but Brad? No, the, I mean, the builder may have done a, a fine job. Um, I think the question is, is not everything in the house is inspected by a code inspector, which is, I believe, what... Uh, Adeline is referring to. Um, so there are lots and lots of things that uh, that can go wrong. Uh, again, builders in this area tend to be, you know, terrific people, and they build great homes. Uh, they, you know, use subcontractors to finish some of the work. Um, the problem is, is sometimes the subcontractor's work is not reviewed, whether it's where systems come together, like we've seen new construction with um, – the HVAC, all the the ducts were put in place, but the flooring guy forgot to cut the cut the holes in it to let the uh, the, the install the vents. We've seen homes where they forgot to insulate attics, uh, whether it's a complete attic or whether it's just a partial attic. It was hard to get to that it was just overlooked. So there's a lot of other things beyond the electrical and the foundation and the plumbing uh, code inspections that are done. That uh, and that's really where the value of the of the Full inspection comes in. Yeah, I'll make one point, and that was years ago, and I won't name the builder. It was a big builder in town, still here. Uh, We had an inspection done for our buyer, and the inspector goes into the uh, roof in the attic, Mm -hmm. and the um, at the end of the frame where the they used a crane to carry the load of this. uh, What is it called when the 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 the, truss? The truss, Yeah. yeah. So that's the end one, mm-hmm. and it had tieback pre-installed on it, but the the crane operator cuts a hole yeah. in the tieback, right, and uses that to help put yeah. the crane wire through to lift it that's up. That's right. So they didn't never repaired it, and yeah. here's this hole that the only thing is between the hole and the outside is a, sh- a sheet of vinyl, right? All right. So now. We write this up, and the the I won't use again the name of the uh, the builders. Go, oh, we do this with all of our homes, yeah. and the response was that, that's fine, but it's not the right way to do it. Right? Yeah, because it's actually damaging the structural integrity of that of that truss when they cut through those 
Um, well, remember, it was the only yeah. thing they were cutting through yeah. was the tieback. It was the, okay. It okay. was the vapor barrier, basically. Okay. So it okay. wasn't okay. structural. So it's not the actual no, truss. No, okay. it was just the fact that it was done, and it was right. one less piece of penet- yeah. availability for a creature to come through. Yes. Okay. Any sort. All right. Yeah. You got it. We, yeah. and we got it fixed. They, <laughs> they fixed it. But that's why you want an mm-hmm. inspector. Even though there are inspectors out there, the inspectors are important. We are out of time. My thanks to uh, our folks here in the studio, Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone, Title, and Escrow. Six four nine seven nine six four. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, three five seven zero eight one three is his direct number. Uh, my thanks to everybody. You can reach me anytime at three seven six five four eight three. And as we embark on a new year, a new decade, a new journey, a new journey, two thousand and twenty. We wish everybody a very happy new year. We hope it's going to be safe, profitable. And we hope to see you right here next Sunday at News Radio 840 WHAS.